Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to United 96 here on the RQ Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here. We're, we're, uh, things are not great. Things are not good. We've been here before. We, we follow the Factory of Sadness, the soccer version of the Factory of Sadness, as was pointed out to me by a DC fan who's also a Cleveland Browns fan. That Double Browns, whammy. The Browns are the original Factory of Sadness. We are the... We are the new wave factory of sadness. I've got my, my adult beverage in hand. Normally, I, <laughs> I try to avoid on the weekdays, but I feel like it was appropriate for this week after we watched uh, probably the worst one of the worst performances I've seen this team play in a in a good while. It was bad. It was bad. You John, think, how you do, my friend? But oh, sorry, I'm all right. I'm all right. You think you had a bad weekend? Uh, Rome. I think his name is Rome or DJ Stylus mm-hmm. on Twitter. Was uh, he DJed the? Uh, DC United watch party, and then on the way home. So first he watched the game. So step one of a bad night. Step two, he got robbed and carjacked and got all his equipment stolen. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then they bought a, like the first thing they did with his wallet when they stole that was try to buy clothes on Sheehan. So he's like, "Man, I really got robbed by some children. This was this was not great." So hopefully he gets all his stuff back. Uh, and hopefully, uh, DC United owe him at least three points for the next home game. I feel like that's a, at a bare minimum. So I was just to say, as long as bad as your weekend was, he had a worse one. So just as if you're listening, well, my you know, have thoughts out. Well, yeah, it sucks. I don't. I think I would have a pretty. I'd have a pretty bad month if that happened to me. Yeah. Or maybe six months. I don't know. Probably a long time. Probably yeah, but- not happy. Thoughts out to him. Yeah, that's that's a horrible thing to find yourself in, especially when, you know, that's, I'm guessing that's how he, I'm assuming that's how he makes his, assuming that's how probably he makes his money. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's very rough. Um, so best out to him. Hope he's able to either recover his stuff um, or, and, and get all his stuff back. So, um, but I figured, I figured let's stay, let's stay on the depressing track. Let's talk about <laughs> soccer or we can just talk about someone getting carjacked and robbed. I think it's similar. <laughs> Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about let's talk about this team. Let's let's talk about the game that was this this awful game that we had to witness. Where both teams did not play well. DC United, New York Red Bulls. Um, notable notable, I guess, parts of the lineup. Um, Birnbaum getting the start. So you, so you had a Heinzike, Williams, and Birnbaum defensive pairing. Um, you had a center uh, center midfield pairing of uh, Gabriel Pirani, the new player signed. Uh, Chris Durkin and Russell Knaus. And then out wide, you had Santos and Ruin with uh, up top being Dahomey and Benteke. So, I mean, basically, you kind of looked at it and you thought, okay, you know, maybe, maybe you know, we, we talked up Pines on the show. So we thought maybe he maybe deserves to start. Um, you know, we've certainly talked him up, you know, but he's, I mean, Wayne does have, I think, four semi competent defenders. So, okay, not too. Not too much on that. Um, the Dahomey uh, start may be expected. Maybe he's trying to put it easy on Teku to Pietro Pirani. I mean, I I don't know. You look at this lineup and you said, okay, well, you know, hey, maybe there's, you know, hopefully this team can maybe build a little bit on League's Cup. They, you know, have, you know, maybe a fresh site. You know, they want to get back into the playoffs. They've had the time to take a break. But Teke maybe has a time to reset himself. Maybe, maybe this will turn out okay. And it certainly did not. Um, <laughs> it was It was bad on all fronts. Um, it was it was terrible on all fronts. Um, I, I mean, just starting off, I mean, it was just it, it literally was like watching 
I literally thought maybe I was watching a team in preseason, like I'd gotten transported back. Uh, there was no cohesion in the roster. Yes, they've got a new piece in a pretty key area, sort of in that center of midfield. Uh, the sad thing was he looked better than just about everybody else out on that field. Yep. Um, no, I, but I, I, for sure. At least, at least everyone on the East United side. He, he looked, he looked best. He looked like he was running the best. He looked like he was fast. He looked like he had uh, the best chance of creating an opportunity for somebody, which he did a number of times. I was just unfortunate that everyone around him was had brought two left boots uh, and and wasn't and wasn't going to be able to score or even shoot on goal for the entire night. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I think, yeah, I think he had one of the best opportunities. He had a nice little one-two. Where he set it up, he had the I had a, a clear chance on goal. Um, a very I have to say a pretty nice tackle from I forget the Red Bull defender who went down for the tackle. So, but he, they won the ball. Um, but that was kind of the whole night. DC did not get a single shot in the first half inside the box. They were all outside the box. They had three shots, none on target. It was just um, you know overall a, a pretty poor performance and. You know, I think I think maybe uh, you know I think to me this the whole Pirani appearance and you know regardless of how positive it looked, uh, I feel like it's just kind of a microcosm of DC. It's like you see some some good things, you see some good games, you see some moments where you think, hey, maybe this is maybe this is where we're going to turn a corner. Uh, but the grand overall picture, kind of around everything else, is just is just bad. Um, Benteke, of course, doesn't doesn't get a goal. Uh, never looked threatening. I- I'm not sure how much I really put this game on him because he was kind of out there on an island. There was no real cohesion, no real ability. Dahomey especially, it felt like every time he got the ball, that's where an attack would go to die. Um, I hope this was just – I really, really hope this was just Ted Pietro is coming off injury. We don't want to rush him in too much. So we're going to kind of take it a little easy on him. Although he came in in the second half, and I, I really can't recall much that he did. Um, yeah, it's really difficult. <laughs> it's really difficult to talk about this game because this is like it's it's nothing. I mean, the only other, I guess, meaningful an- piece of analysis you can really give is uh, Ferrado uh, comes on and immediately fouls outside the edge of the box, and that becomes the game-winning goal. And that's yeah. that's that's terrible. The, the rest of his stats aren't any better either. By the way, he uh, he he had uh, f- like f- uh, three aerial duels, lost two of them. Had two ground duels, lost both of them. Uh, and then the foul. He, it was a very under six uh, foot mob score. Just a real bad night, real bad debut for Mister Fajardo uh, for the Peruvian. By the way, you talked about Benteke having a bit of a situation. Uh, June third, last time he scored. That's eight hundred and forty minutes of game time. That's uh, wild. That's quite a few games. That's almost ten games of ninety minutes of play. Uh, and yeah, uh, this team. We, we talked about it when when Taxi was gone, or when Taxi was like, oh, we said, uh, as Benteke goes, goes this team. If he doesn't score, we're not going to score, yeah, like at all. And that that looks right. That looks to be <laughs> that looks to be the case right now. Do you, are you are you putting any of the blame for what's happening right now on him or his lack of scoring ability or where Sure, no, I think he you know he averages I would say I'm not looking at his stats right now. He averages like two good chances a game. Uh He didn't really get that that's he Not this really, time. Yeah. Not this time. But again, uh if you're uh, an opposing team right now, what are you doing doing anything else but trying to deny him the ball? Yeah. He's the he's the only offensive weapon. So 
And you know, we saw that, we saw that in this game really because I mean I, I took a look at his stats. I think he still he still wins, I think. According at least according to Footmop, he still wins like the most aerial duels of anybody yeah. out there on the field. But it just really it really felt like it really felt like he he was muted in that like like Red Bulls like he's been figured out or they have ways of sort of meeting when that ball goes in the air you know where it's going and you know who you need to challenge for it and you know you're going to lose some of them but if you can frustrate him enough and and to the rebels credit they executed that perfectly i thought i there were several times ball would go in the air and there really wouldn't be a chance that would develop and it was basically we're taking Mateke out of this game now you have to try to beat us somewhere else um and you know i, I yeah, I mean, and, and DC really couldn't muster it. Um, I also want to mention too, uh, Santos's uh, free kicks were just awful. I mean, they had they had moments. They had moments where you know maybe you can get a cross inside. Also, Ruan I think had a couple of really bad crosses. Um, just like overall from that from that width that that side of the field where maybe you can get into the into the box and, and maybe give Benteke an opportunity um, where he can get his head on it. Uh, even those were just were just atrocious and poor. I mean, I can't recall a single moment where a cross went into a dangerous spot and was, you know, at least challenged by a DC player. So it was he had a uh, uh, Santos had one point uh, one out of six accurate crosses, two out of seven accurate long balls, and by the way, highest rated player on the team according to Footmob. So he, just he, he did a lot of other things that were you know fairly decent. It was just yep. his service was so. Was so poor. Eighty-three um, percent on tackles, one, two clearances, two headed clearances, interceptions, seven recoveries, ground duels, seven out of twelve. So uh, if you compare him to the rest of the midfield, uh, it's it's a stark game. I mean, the Red, the Red Bulls are not a good team. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about the goal in a second. It's not like they were putting together a great offensive performance, and you know Tyron Miller was just bailing us out over and over again. It wasn't really that. Mm-hmm. It was two teams without a real cohesive offense. One of them had an opportunity to score at the end of the game, and they did. And the other one couldn't figure out a plan B at all when plan A didn't work, which is a criticism of team that people have had about this team. I think if you look at this roster, Benteke needs a number two. He needs someone else to help him. If you look at this lineup. Pirani, I don't know that I don't you know, it's you know, it's early doors on what his style of play is. He seems to be someone that's a little bit further back in the midfield from a creative perspective. He doesn't seem like a number two. He doesn't seem like he's gonna run off the ball on Benteke that often. Uh Dahomey is not it. It's just not it. He really isn't. Nigel Robertha isn't it. Uh, Eric Hurtado is not it. Ted Kudibiotro could be it. He could play the, a taxi role, but he's got to step up and be able to play 90 minutes and, and really step up the, the finishing product because that's what's needed. Yeah, I mean, I think the real thing is he's, in my opinion, I mean, at this point, he's the only player on this roster that has shown any inkling of 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 any any anything anything cohesive. I mean, you look at the the. I think I think this is correct. The last time Benteke scored, he was out there on the field, um, and you know he looked he looked rusty. He looked like a guy who I I think maybe I expected a little bit more from him. I think he'll find his feet quickly. Um, I'm hopeful that he gets the start uh, against Philly. I think he I think he deserves an opportunity to get a run out. We're not going to bring anybody else in. Uh, Wayne Rooney already no. confirmed that nobody's coming in. There's no they. Uh, quote unquote, don't have the cap space, um, and some people have called uh, BS on that, which I may be inclined to do so. Um, I think that's a, a real easy way to cover and say, "Oh, sorry, we don't have the three hundred thousand dollars in our cap right now to afford a designated player." Um, 
somehow I'm not buying that. Now again, I'm not. I'm also not. Do I think a a free agent Jesse Lingard is going to come in and really make a difference on this team? Probably not. Um, is any sort of really expensive for, forward that's a free agent out there? Um, I think that would be a giant waste of money. I think I think this seems to me maybe the clearest indication that I think Wayne Rooney's done. I feel like if you if you thought that you had any inkling of, of any type of chance this season, you maybe fill that spot with somebody, and they didn't do it. So um, I don't know. Talk, talk about the goal real quick, and then I have a question from a listener that I think goes into where we're at right now. Yeah. Um, goal comes in. Uh, Ferrado, uh, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> he's got to win a duel first before we get his name correct. Get, get a shot on target, and then we'll and then we'll talk. Val's mm-hmm. um, at the top of the box. Uh, you know, I, I think there's been some video out there about the wall placement. Um, all I'll tell you is that you can probably look at that from 50 different angles and Get fifty different perspectives as to whether you think the goal was set up, um, whether the wall set up correctly. I think the overhead angle shows it's right in line with the with the posts, which is where you want it. Um, it's a really nice shot. It curls in probably into the only spot that yep. it could go into the back of the net. It's a it's a nicely taken free kick. I don't know if you can have too much criticism about it. Um, you know, John Tolkien's one goal a year. He had it against DC United. That's very cool of him. Very cool. Yeah, and uh, Wayne Rooney. You know, I think seemed to think the same. Uh, talked about kind of the performance, praised Pirani a little bit, uh, and then says, well, well aware that if we win our home games, we make the playoffs. Any points away from home would be a bonus. We're disappointed not to get anything from this game. I would remind Wayne Rooney hate- uh, that, that our record at home right now is four wins, four draws, three losses, good for 11th best in the Eastern Conference. It's also loser talk. It's also dumb loser talk because all that because that, that is so clearly that they're only – and this is a, 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 an issue for people – it's clearly the sole directive is make the playoffs. I don't care if you win in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you go any further in the playoffs than just getting a ticket and being allowed to be there. Only like we're bad enough that we should care about what our uh, on the road performances because we're not going to play any home games in the playoff. Uh, that getting in sneaking in the ninth ninth place cannot be. Uh, granted, we were the wooden spoon, right? Or near were we second to last place last year? Second to last place. Yeah. Right. We were last place. No, we were wooden last place. We were wooden, wooden spoon. spoon. So, I mean, granted, uh, finishing ninth would be a, a major improvement on that. But for all the money that's spent on this team, for all the expectations that were put on this team, it is, uh, to me, kind of, you know, the bigotry of, uh, of low expectations here that we're excited and, and, and like, you know, put it, pinning all of our hopes on a ninth place finish to sneak into the playoffs and not care at all about how good we are on the road. It's, uh, I don't like it. Yeah. And also, like you said, we're not gonna we're not gonna home either. So, but playoffs playoffs would be like sneaking into the playoffs or getting into the playoffs would be okay if you felt like this was like step one of like a, a you know a three year plan or something like that. Like this is this was you could see something building. You could see you could see play. I mean, and, and you can argue, I guess, in some sense that maybe we've seen it with you know take you to Pietro getting appearances and minutes and goals and and but it's it hasn't been enough to really substantiate anything or you could see this team starting to develop an identity i mean we go back to 2021 i think this team could make the playoffs and we will feel less optimistic about this team's future than we did in 2021 when we missed the playoffs or like hey we've got this identity we've got this young coach we've got this you know we've got this direction moving forward it it completely fell apart but at least you kind of felt like, okay, you know, next season, you know, we've got, you know, let's go out and let's, you know, let's get the, let's really continue to sort of build on this. 
Um, you know, let's go find a, a forward that we know can score goals and, and let's really, you know, build upon this. I mean, there were some fun things to watch this year, other than maybe a small blip where we played a bunch of bad teams, some at home really hasn't been that this year. It's been, a, nope. it's been an absolute slog. Um, so, so to, to that point, there was a question here from Jason on our discord, which by the way, I recommend you join. It's the top, uh, whatever pinned tweet on, on our, on our Zeet. It's our, it's our pinned Zeet on X. Uh, who on this current roster plays an important role next year? Who do you want to say goodbye to? So I'm looking at this roster and I'm looking at, and I'm, you know, believing what you're saying about Wayne departing due to the, like the, just the, the, the logic on them. Let's look at the players who played and on the bench and players we would want to have next season. And I'm okay doing that. Cause there's nothing else to say about this horrible game against New York. <laughs> there's no more, there's no more analysis to give. Okay. Tyler Miller, you'd want to keep him, yes? Oh man, not even. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I yeah, I, I, I would, I, I would say yes. Um, it's going to be either Tyler Miller. I think one of these guys, either Tyler Miller or Alex Bono, will be back next year. Yeah, it's, they both could be. They both could be a starter on a fine team. Mm-hmm. And I think with a different coach, the complaints about Tyler Miller being caught off his line a couple times probably go away because I think both coaches are not going to be as adventurous with this positioning. All right. Uh, Derek Williams. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he's 30. I thought he was older. He's 30. He's expensive, but he's been really good. Mm-hmm. Steve Birdbaum is back next year. That's done. Brian Heinzeich. I'd say goodbye. Yeah, I mean, he's cheap, though, and, and you know, he hasn't been hasn't been bad as he's gotten games under. I don't know. He'd be he'd be fifty if you can't feel like there's nobody else out there. I wouldn't mind having him back next year. He has only had one game over a seven uh, this season, according to Footmob. Just keeping that throwing that out there. Uh, one. Do you want him to be your starting right back? Your starting right back on uh, on the team next year? No, I, w- I would I would I would I would say no. I would think I would also be. say no. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pedro Santos at thirty five right now, so thirty six no. next year. No. No. Yeah. Uh, Chris Durkin. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, there's some people out there that, that really get on his case. And I, I think it's at this game, I would say, I don't think he was, I don't think he was great. Nobody was great, but I don't think he was disastrous bad. Um, I think, I think the, 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 the problem for him right now is I just don't think, you know, what type of best position he plays or what, what right. his best role is. He's gotten, he, he rarely gets a run of games in the same spot. Yeah. He's the, he's the Ulysses Segura. Of of uh, Wayne Rooney's uh, tenure, Russell Knauss. Yeah, I would yep. say especially after this year. Yep, Christian Dahomey. No, no, goodbye. Uh, Pirani, one game, one game under his belt, and he's on. So they, well, keep in mind, he is on a loan with a purchase option. So they have the audition exists for this next year to decide if he's worth whatever the, the negotiated price was with, with Santos, which will not be very low because he's a young player. He was getting time in the, the Brazilian league. So we don't know what that number is yet, but um, so that's he will. He will fall under. I mean, assuming things stay under 22 under the under 22 initiative. Again, there's talks of rules change of rule changes coming up this uh, this winter. So that's something to watch with, with what's been happening with Messi and everything. Christian Benteke. What if he doesn't score for the entire rest of the year? I think you figure out a way to mutually terminate his contract, or you sell him to Saudi Arabia. If I'm being honest, like that's probably where where you look to. He's only 32. Like it, mm-hmm. he, it's not impossible that you could sell him if he has. I mean, he's got to want to go. If if Wayne if Wayne returns, then I say yes, you keep him. If if Wayne 
does not return and crossing i'm i'm really crossing my fingers that there is a change at the, at the front at the front office or if there's a new person coming in that's going to be the director of soccer operations then no i say clear house you know say my con- my conditional on benteke is that you are willing to spend money for service mm-hmm. that you're not having ruan and santos at your wings free agent uh julian gressel welcome back i'd love it <laughs> But that's the I mean, his skill set, right? Is his his elite level aerial duel heading? Well, not so much heading, but trapping, you know, holding the ball up, and also like having that ability to win the ball in the air. So if that's not the style of play, round peg, score hole, move them on. That doesn't make sense. All right, continuing. Uh, Andy Nahar, he's back for next year, right? Or is this his last mm-hmm. year? I think he's got one more year. Yeah. So, so I mean, he's I, back. I think you keep him. Yeah. He saves us. He saves us having to have this conversation because yeah. he's under contract. Uh, Ted. Great. Yeah, keep. Fajardo. Uh, we have five minutes. So it's a hold. I, I, guess. I, I, I do not expect Incomplete. Fajardo or Eric no. Davis to be back next season. No, probably, probably they not. Could, unless they come in and like start chasing. Unless Fajardo comes in and starts chasing for the golden boot. You're, I don't think you'll see him back next year. Yamil Assad. Adios. Eric Hurtado. No. Adios. Uh, Jackson Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Donovan Pines. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Eric Davis. No. Alex Bono. I would say one of the two. I think you want to you wanna give uh, Luis, uh, what's his name? Zamando. Our third string goal. Zamudio. Zamudio, yeah. He, needs to, he should be the number two. He's, he's a young player. He's, he's better than the USL. It's why, this is why you would do this. It certainly would be the case. And then on the injured list is Nigel Bertha. I'd say goodbye. Uh, Mahana Jazzy, I think, is here. Uh, he'll be here. Another contract. I, I don't. I don't think we. I still don't think we saw. Not even close. Not even close to what he. I mean, he and and some of the moments we saw, we we saw some promise. I'll say that much. Yep. Um, Martin Rodriguez. He's gone. He's, his contract has expired, and he is coming back from ACL injury. Yeah, we did not retain Felipe Martins when he had the same. He's gone. Or Brad Dave. Brad, what's the guy's name? The the left back, Brad Smith. Brad Smith. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who's who's now playing? I think uh, every week for Houston. For so Houston. there, there goes that. And then a couple of players who weren't on the roster. Uh, make sure that I include them. Christian Fletcher, keep obviously. Jeremy Gray, I think maybe he might. I don't know what his contract situation is, but he has not been good for Loudon. Uh, he's not he's not featuring for DC United. I think maybe similar to uh, a couple a couple homegrown. I'm trying to think of the player uh, that DC United signed last year and let go, and now he plays in Bolivia. I'm not sure. Uh, Jacob Green, that's a keep. Mateus Click, that's uh, that's an interesting one. Okay, let's talk about Mateus Click. Uh, DP, uh, according to statistics, uh, statistics online, he has one of the highest chances created uh, for a midfielder. I think you. I think you keep him. I'm. I'm just curious about sort of the, the his best role and the best players around him to succeed. I think the roster as it's constituted is not getting the most out of him. One, I, I am maybe a little. I'll be a little interested to see. He 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 plays that kind of number ten, but it's very much an eight ten sort of hybrid type situation. He's the maybe the one missing. If you want to take any, and and again, I'm not. I'm not trying to say, oh, there might be hope for this team this year, or there might be hope, but I mean, he was a big missing piece out of this out of this Red Bulls game, and I'm I'm curious. I felt like in this game we played well with Lewis O'Brien, but that was more not necessarily that Lewis O'Brien fit, 
sort of fit that role, but that his skill level was so high that it could sort of Correct. make up for the fit. Now I'm curious, you get you get basically Matias Click, who plays that sort of 810 hybrid, and then you have a Pirani who is essentially an attacking number 10. Uh, he was getting forward a bunch in this game. Does that maybe open up a little bit for him? Does that give him more speed? Does that give Pirani an ability to, to push forward a little bit? Um, and does it maybe then give another option that might give him more space, a player that you have to account for? Because, uh, I mean, Kanaus is going to play that number six. Durkin can get forward a little bit, but he's not even going to really provide you that. So I don't know. I, I, I'll be curious. Uh, this game against Philly, this home game, where, by the way, if you talk about one team that apparently we have decided this year, we are not going to let them score. <laughs> it's been Philly. Uh, we played uh, we played some of our best soccer against them for some reason. So who knows? Yeah, you yeah, know, Lewis O'Brien. But, but click, I went back. Click, I went back. I, I'd say yeah. go ahead, get, bring him back. You already got him for another year. Um, he he's played well. Uh, I don't think he's the problem with this team. So yeah, well, Lewis O'Brien having a great time over there right now. Uh, currently <laughs> playing not at all. He was an unused substitute against Arsenal. Did he play in the game that the uh, Nottingham beat Sheffield. Let's see. Uh, nope. Did he even make the bench? Uh, Wait. Yeah, I, don't, uh, I don't think he's done it. I've checked I don't. It. Yeah. No, he didn't even make the bench. Lewis, my friend. Mistake. <laughs> Mistake. He'll, he, All right. Well, I, I, I am willing to bet that there will be a championship team that's going to get rapid. Which, in the end, I don't know that that is a substantially more beneficial move to his, to his career playing again in the championship, but whatever he's, he's gone. He's not coming back. That's the end of the story. It doesn't make a difference to what we think about it. So yeah, I mean, that's, so let's look at where this team is in the standings. We talked about it already. I think a little bit off of the, uh, not on the show. They're now in 10th place, 25 games played 30 points. There's, I saw some tweet. I guess it was a joke about games in hand for DC United. They have none. They have, they have played the most games in the conference, tied or tied for the most games in the conference. Uh, yeah, just just really poor. Eight, eight, six, and eleven. They have the most losses except for Toronto and Inter Miami in the in the Eastern Conference. But by the way, Inter Miami is not the Inter Miami that you remember. As league play as like as league play continues, they're they're playing in the semifinals of the Open Cup this week. When they finally get around to actually playing an MLS game, uh, if you've been watching the League's Cup, you may realize this is an entirely different team. And I don't know if they have enough time, but if they do, that they're certainly going to be above DC United in the table. I, I think that is just based on the way they've been playing against high level competition. I, I'm just I'm just thinking I just thankful we don't have to play them again. That we're done. For real. <laughs> and the embarrassed the, the Philadelphia Union size embarrassment that we might that we might suffer. I mean let's talk about can we talk about let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about sort of inner Miami uh, uh, and and the moves that were made. So I I said when this started, A, he's coming off of a vacation. He is you know, not thinking he would do poorly, but thinking that it would require some time. Thinking that one player does not a team make. And there's no way can anybody, even Messi, take this team moribund that could not score and could not defend. Uh, who had a negative 14 goal differential uh, in, in the league so far. And then just, you know, be magic. And he has been magic. He has scored, is it nine goals in six games? Is that the, is that the absurd Absurd. And these are not teams playing their their B lineups in the league cup. These are all, you know, balls to the wall. They were they were doing their best here. So 
Man, what do you what, what have you had another? I've watched I think every game that he's played in or our parts of it. What, what's your impression? I mean, he's been as good as advertised. Uh, I mean, he and really, I, I think the biggest thing. I think the biggest thing, you know, if you're, I, I don't know if he if he sat and read the the Beckham experiment or anything like that. <laughs> probably not. Maybe. Probably maybe. Not. I mean, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe he did. Uh, but the late from the late Grant Wall. Uh, but you know, the, I think there was there was a lot of things that um, that David Beckham did where I don't think he quite recognized like the, the where he was in was not, you know, Barcelona. And I think he didn't endear himself well enough to, to his teammates in a lot of way. And that's why they, they suffered so much early on. Um, and I think when you look at, when you look at, when you look at Leo Messi, uh, th- the way he's kind of come into this team, I mean, he, he knows who he is. He knows he's the best player. Uh, first of all, he seems like he seems infinitely happy. I think he's happy. He can, he plays in a stadium where literally his kids and his family are just sitting right there. He seems to love that like the most about playing here, if I'm being honest. Um, yep. You know, you talk about when lifting, lifting the Leagues Cup. He De- DeAndre Yedlin was the former captain. Yedlin gave the captaincy to Messi. He goes and says, here, let's lift the trophy together. You've been the captain for most of the year. This is your trophy, too. Uh, giving the penalty to Joseph. And people yelling about how I think it just adds it adds to his legend adds it shows really kind of who he is. Um, and you know I, I'm not surprised that the Miami's playing better because I know we witnessed it. We witnessed it here in here in DC when Wayne Rooney showed up. Yep. Guys that you thought weren't good suddenly elevated their game. Segura and Mora were the two players. I was like they're bums. They're terrible. Suddenly, uh, suddenly uh, Rooney shows up and they are. Um, and they are, uh, and, and they're playing well. So, I mean, yeah, he's either, he's either that way or he's smart enough to act that way in public. Either way, it's smart, and it's something that a lot of players in his position wouldn't do. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got a good reputation, right? So it's it's possible that that is just that's who he is. But even if it's not, even if it's like this is important that I show this deference and show this sort of like camaraderie to the world as I'm in this as I'm in this picture. To your just point, Beckham didn't necessarily do that on the field always. He was a lot more personally image focused. Granted, Messi has done it all, and he's the best player in the world, so he's got nothing to prove to anybody. So it's a little bit different. But I, I you know, there are people that are upset still about all of the focus on Messi. Mm-hmm. First of all, grow up. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to stop a and b. It shouldn't. If you've been watching these games, there's nothing more important in the league. There's nothing more exciting. There's nothing more. Uh, you know, relevant. There's nothing more uh, exciting to casuals than this. So this is not going to change for two and a half years. Strap in, enjoy it, enjoy. Uh, I, I got someone sent me a uh, an article about it. Uh, MLS season pass subscriptions have doubled uh, since Inter Miami has joined. Ticket prices are rising on the secondary market more than seventeen hundred percent. Standing room only tickets are going at two hundred forty one dollars uh, against Philly. And- it's, it's amazing. And and I want to. There's been I think one of the biggest criticisms, and you know it is a, you know I I think there's been there's been criticisms amongst you know and I and I won't I won't say much for, you know there, there's talk about fans people who have been fans of Inter Miami who have been going when there've been dirt cheap tickets, and now the tickets are outrageously expensive because of Messi is, and now it's like they, they're being priced out of it, and that and that is that, that is sucks. that is that's that's stinks. It's horrible. It's awful. I I don't. You know, I want to say that I, you know, I think 
I think Miami tickets might start to level after a little while once it's kind of normal. He's here, and you know, eventually, I think that the demand will will drop a little bit. Uh, everywhere else, you know, I think it's tough. I, I will say one thing about the the team itself raising raising ticket prices. Um, I think that is probably probably justified in the sense that if they made them cheap, they would get gobbled up way too quickly and they would go to the secondary market way too quickly. I know there's been a lot of, I think there was a lot of criticism about the Nashville game, the league's cup final. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you all. It is what it is. Um, and it's, it's, it's yes, it's bad that people get priced out. It's awful. I don't know what you do. I mean, maybe someone has a magic solution to come up with what you do about it, but just got to buy season tickets. There's yeah. only, there's, no, there's nothing else you can do to guarantee yourself anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, not, that that, not that that's like easy and affordable, but I'm just saying like, Single the single game market will continue to be insane. There's no there's no relief. There's nothing to fix. I think one of our monitors is like DC and I is lucky to have played Miami twice, unluckily to miss that money when he visits. Here's the thing. They actually they made money, a lot of money, <laughs> off the ticket sales of that Miami, the last Miami game they played because he had been announced at that time, but he didn't even play. So Free there boost. were a lot of teams that 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 roped in some money um from from that situation. For sure. In the, in the uh, world class transition of the of the episode from Hoya Nick, question for the pod: I saw a rumor on Instagram that DC United will exclude the Miami match from 2024 season ticket packages. Perhaps this means season ticket members will have the option of buying a package with Miami for more money or one without. Have you heard anything? This could be the new drama. I have heard something. I have heard a rumor on this. Uh, next year, this is this is unsubstantiated and and rumors. This is all I got. I'm not. I don't have as a no longer season ticket holder. I don't have. I don't have info on that end, but uh, the rumor is that the tickets next year will not include the Miami game. They will go up five percent overall, but the Miami game will be exclu- excluded from the package because they're going to play the Miami game at FedEx, and they're going to. What's not clear is if season ticket holders get a guaranteed seat at a certain price. If they have to buy, they probably will get a presale regardless of anything else. They'll probably get first hack. Will they get a price that's commensurate with what it would be in Audi Field? I don't think so. Good luck. I mean, I remember now when I used to be a season ticket holder and Real Madrid played DC United at FedEx Field, I got a ticket in the, the fourth row midfield for like, I think probably 90 bucks. I mean, it was a different time, but it wasn't that long. I wasn't 1975. <laughs> I'm old, but I'm not that old. So uh, yeah, I have heard something about that. And I, you know, I, I wonder what they would do about it. The, the challenge, of course, is that a lot of people were thinking, I'll buy my season tickets and I'll sell my Inter Miami ticket and that'll pay for my season ticket. Uh, now that's not on, that's not on the table. And if it's not on the table, I think the value, other than saying you'll get early access to buy the game FX, the value proposition for being a season ticket holder next year, the way this team is performing, the sort of uncertainty of where this team is going, not very high. Not a really not a really important. I don't, I don't see a lot of urgency in needing to buy season tickets. I'll say. I have one thing that can make it worth it. Fire Dave Casper. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that, that <laughs> show, would work. Show you've got, I mean, you're going to raise ticket prices. Show you, show, show something. Show you're serious about rebuilding. Show that this isn't good enough. And I think, I think if you want to raise prices, then you got to fire Dave Casper. If you don't fire Dave Casper, then you got to keep the price the same and you include the Miami game. Right. I'll the funny thing is, this if you go out and you just fire Dave Casper at this point. The funny thing is, like the five percent is they'll just be like, "Well, that's just inflation. We're just dealing with inflation. <laughs> that's the only reason we're doing what." So, pfft. by the way, if you want to see how this is done, uh, the Washington Spirit have come out, lowered their mm-hmm. season ticket prices, and if you buy a season ticket for next year, you get a free one for the following year. 
free. Buy one, get one over two years for a season ticket. So if you're looking, who's the better deal? Where should I spend my money? It yeah. is without a doubt, Washington <laughs> Spirit, go buy season tickets for Audi Field. Do I want to watch uh, Trinity Rodman, Ashley Sanchez, Andy Sullivan, and Aubrey Kingsbury? Or do I want to watch Tyler Miller, Christian Benzake, Jose Fardo, Matias Click, Ferrardo, Eric Davis? Mm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 bad out there, fams. Uh, Steven says thoughts on the new guy's performance. I, I think we 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 thought the you know good, but again, it's kind hey. of it's like it's I don't know walking into a house that's on fire, but hey, your TV still looks like it's good to go. So that that didn't burn, so you can still use it. And it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's a flower pot in the city stadium bathrooms or something like that. Like it really doesn't cover up much. It's a very unique, that's a very unique and specific geographical reference. There are some, there are some, there are some people in the red army who are laughing at laughing. I'm sure at this, at this, there's a whole story associated with that. So Brandon Zebron wants to know if we'll Benteke ever score again. Yeah. I think he will. Yeah, probably. Penalty kick, probably. Be my guess. <laughs> there you go. He'll get a penalty kick. I, he'll get a penalty kick against Philly. They'll, they'll they'll we'll draw some foul. He'll get a penalty kick and he'll score it. That's my that's my that's my that's my thought. You're very it's a very positive outlook. We're 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 not grasping at straws whatsoever over here. Uh DC United. Uh let's see, what's their next game? They play against Philly at home, right? Yep. They do have let's... they do have five of their next six at home, with their only road game being down to Charlotte. So, oh, yo, look at these. All right, so we're set up. We haven't thought we, we're kind of set up here. So, Philly are apparent or their bogey team. So, maybe who knows? Uh, I'm not, I'm you know, it's one of those things where you get lucky twice. I don't know, you get lucky three times or four times, but who knows? Uh, then and then, uh, home to Chicago game, you'd think you'd win. You thought you would have won Red Bulls, but you'd think you'd beat Chicago. Game at home to San Jose, you'd think you'd think you'd, you'd, think you'd win that. Away to Charlotte, I think you lose that. DC uh, home home to Atlanta, I think you lose that. Home to New York, I think you lose that because we just did. Although at least maybe a draw. That's even like that could have gone either way, right? You know, I, I will say those two Atlanta games. Atlanta have been. You remember? Same. You remember the one we saw, right? Oh, you remember the game we saw? But again, <laughs> that that is at Atlanta. They've actually been fairly poor on the road. And like I said, that New York game, I mean, that game could have, there could have easily been a, New York did not play, outplay DC in that game. I mean, mm-hmm. Maybe they outplayed them. Maybe it was slight, a slight tick of the advantage, but they were not running over, running all over the field with us. And you know, game, if we're picking up some wins, if we're picking up some momentum, who knows at this point? I mean, we're going to be talking about a completely different team at that point. This game had me Googling the New York City FC, no shots on goal victory. Uh, after this, I was like, there's only been two teams that have done this, and we're one of them. <laughs> so it's entirely possible that we can do it again. So yeah, then New York again at home, but then Vancouver on the road, which is as easy as the Eric Hurtado revenge game. Who knows? It's not. A, it's not a difficult month in September. Mm-mm. This is a run that can it can be made again. We've talked about it before the show. Should it be made? Is it really great news if it is made? I don't. I I would argue that it's rather indifferent. This team is going either going nowhere in the literal sense or going nowhere in the metaphorical long-term sense. Both of those things sort of very, very specious. And it's not just that we had a bad game and I'm, I'm sad and down. There have been moments of good, good vibes in this year, but there's been so much bad vibes in this last month that it's just sapped all that out of me. I just don't, I'm not seeing the the forest for the trees. Maybe. 
yeah, it's it's just like right now we're entering. You know, had th- were things better? Are things better than last year? Sure, but it, it, again, I, I talk about it. You know, I, I talked about it earlier. What's the what's the what's the path forward? What's the direction? Is there any is there anything I can handle a team that is you know where they are right now? If I had a good sense of okay, here's our foundation moving forward. Right now, I don't have that. I don't I don't know that for a fact. I you know I don't know you know. I don't know that anything's really developing. I don't know, like, what what is this team's identity? How do they play? Other than long balls to Benteke, I really don't know. Um, and that's what that's the most frustrating part about it is just a very sense of lack of direction, you know. And we talked about the fact that you know if we take if we take uh, the cap space argument that Rooney said, which again I don't think is true. I, I can't imagine this team doesn't have three hundred thousand dollars in cap space with who they just sent out and who they've brought in. Um, they let a lot of cap space go. And you're telling me that Eric Davis, Ferrado and um, Pirani, who, Pirani, who by the way is a U 22 initiative player. Doesn't count anything or hardly anything against the cap. I think it's like 100,000, something like that. You're telling me those three players that we just brought in make up enough where we do not have 300,000. I don't believe it. I, I think it's an easy out or an easy excuse. Well, it's not 300,000. It's for, it's for a prorated amount of 300,000. Right. So it's hundred fifty thousand or, or or less. Right, but is there anything that says? Is there anything that says? I mean, you're telling me then next year, like, I mean, does MLS really keeping track of like you have to figure out then that off season you have to figure it out if you mm-hmm. sign a player on and he and you're just under that cap limit, but the next year you're over that cap limit. Well, that's next year's problem. You figure that out next I've, year. I don't know. I think if you're, I think this might be the one thing Dave Casper has done right. I think and not creating a giant problem for yourself with a team you know is going nowhere that doesn't have the depth to compete anyway. Mm-hmm. Making a desperation free agency DP signing in a lost year is would be, I would say malpractice. Honestly, but, but who, who's yeah. the direct and also who's the director in soccer who then put us in this position? So when I say it doesn't look good regardless because who's the person that put you in this situation? It's freaking uh, Dave Casper. Dave Casper right. is the guy who's driving the player signings, bringing the guys in. I don't care if Pirani becomes young player of the year at this point. Like, 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 what do we? There's no sense of like what this team is doing. It's 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 a mess. It's terrible. It's awful. I'm saying I'm saying this is the first responsible thing that I've seen him do is not making this panic signing. That's my that's my personal take. Anyway, we have one more question no, for wrap well, the show. Hold on, hold on. I want to say yep. I want to say this is like I don't know an alcoholic like suddenly deciding. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to have that tenth beer. I'm going to stop and I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> This is basically what it feels like. It just you don't want to give me any credit for that. But what are the all the other bad decisions that led up to this? It's just it's just terrible. Like I I I don't want to let go. No, I don't want to. I didn't say he's good. Credit for this movie. All right, no credit. No credit. No credit. Absolutely. Uh, Robin Soma Dudley says, "Did Rooney wait too long for subs? I think several guys guys could have been subbed earlier." This is the best joke. As a former Chelsea fan, I can laugh at this. (laughs) At least a new guy who had a stupid penalty that caused the cost the game didn't have a hundred and forty one million dollar transfer fee. I'd hey, say, thanks, thanks. Moses Caicedo joke. Hey, don't thank me. I'm no longer a fan. I've traded in my. I've traded in. I've got yeah, a lot of jerseys to get rid of. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can thank someone else. A metaphorical Chelsea fan. Did Did Rooney wait too long for subs? What are you, What are your thoughts on that? Looking at the bench and looking who they brought on. I mean, I'm betting that I'm betting Koo had minutes at a, had a had a snap count. Yeah, and I mean, him. and Nahar also. I mean, you start him in games. He goes 60, 70 minutes. He's risking injury. I mean, this is who he is at this point. Yep. Um, you know, I, I love Andy and, you know, do I think it should bring back. Yeah. Because I don't know who else you bring in, but I mean, I think, I think your goal next year should be 
to find a starter in that role that's not Andy Nahar. And then Andy Nahar is your off the Ruan. bench <laughs> spot spot start. Someone other than Ruan at this point. Um, I'm saying he becomes your Ruan. You could get rid of Ruan, he yeah, becomes the right, new right, Ruan. Right, right. So you need that person out there. Um and it really it really stinks cuz I mean he I mean, I, I thought there were maybe a couple. Uh, the transition got a little better once he came in. Once he and Ted came in, the there was more of a quicker transition, a quicker push forward. Um, there were just it, they were just maybe one pass late or one pass short um, on that on that. So, um, but yeah, but no, it's I, I don't think he waited too long. I think I think there are minute restrictions on both the players. I don't think I don't think there's any reason to look at like how this game played and, and think that there was really anything coming out of this game. You needed Fajardo on there earlier. You needed a game changer. Game changer. Uh, and also Eric Hurtado needed to come on earlier. This, yeah. is, this is why we didn't win. This is the whole sole reason. We'll, we'll see what happens next week. I think, um, is it Rick asked, with, why start to home any over Ted, Ted Cudi PH or just injury recovery? I'm missing something. I think it's injury. As I hope it is. I think it's injury recovery. I think it is not maybe trying to push him too hard. Uh, maybe there was a little bit too much. They felt they pushed him. And um, I would be... I would be surprised if they started to home because he was just, he was bad. He was bad in this game. He offered nothing. I don't mind him as a change of pace sub. I think he actually works better as a sub than he does off the bench because I think yep. he's yeah, a better fresh yeah. against tired players. So better sub than a starter for sure. Yeah. That's it. Let's be sad. Make sure you, make sure you join the, the, uh, the Patreon, patreon.com slash RFK Refugees. The Friday shows are back when I remember them, and I will always remember them. So uh, I will get them out at some point. So this, is quick, my, this is my promise to you. Real quick. I, I, I think we were both uh, we were, by the way, we were both pro Leagues Cup, by the way. One change yeah. you would make for next year. Go. One change for Leagues Cup. I would uh, home and I'd make it long. Maybe I couldn't do home and away. I would, I would, I would bring in the Mexican uh, teams to host some games, even though that that Don Garber, I said it can't happen. Yeah, I mean, just to even out the competitiveness. The only thing I would say would be throughout the group stage, you're going to have 48 teams. Just play a bracket, take the lowest, whatever the however, however the math works out. Like the lowest seeded MLS teams, the lowest seeded Liga MX teams, give a proportion of those a buy to the next round, and you play a you just play a knockout tournament. Don't even bother. DC United plays like stage. 12 games through the through the knockouts if they start at the bottom and they win all the games. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it could happen, but I think it'd be fun. I, I agree with you. Maybe I mean maybe that's where you could introduce a home and away. We'll, we'll see what happens. Liga Max, of course, is is throwing very mad, theories. big mad. They mad. They big mad about this. But hey, you know, maybe this causes them to to play a little bit better. I, I think we learned. I think the one thing we learned. Yes, the travel was a factor. I think the one thing we learned about this tournament is I think Liga Max overval uh, undervalued the. The, the travel like they thought they could make it up with just the amount of talent they had there on the field and I think they under I think they overvalued like the bottom barrel of their of their teams because they're some of the teams like your Juarez's of the world your Pueblos of the world got absolutely trounced just absolutely I think, kicked kicked out kicked across the field by MLS sides so I was gonna say there's two things that I noted one was the how bad the, the middle and bottom teams are in the game and the other thing is that they are used to beating U.S. teams in CONCACAF Champions League when it's in the middle of the league season. There's not a break. They're traveling on the road. They're not starting their, their best 11 because they're trying to manage minutes between. This was everyone's best shot, and they couldn't take most of them. And not just the, not just the elite teams, but also the middle, the middle of the pack teams. So granted, they have the natural disadvantage of playing all of their games on the road, but I think it, it about evens out. So just... 
BMX, chill, chill about your uh, comparisons you're making. I think I think the leagues are pretty evenly matched at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I won't go. I won't go that far. I think there were some extenuating circumstances, but I, I think it. I think it's a display of. Uh, I, I think it's a display. I, I think maybe to your point. I think I think you still have the top four. You still have your your Club Americas and your Tigris that are yep. very very well ahead. I just think they just got they just got ran and they ran into the wall of the of the travel. Um, towards the end, so and, it's like, and, you know, they're like a they're like a they're like a top heavy European league. They're like Spain. They've got they've got three two or three really good teams, and the rest of the teams are just like they're putties from from Power Rangers. But you know, fun tournament. Um, you know, one thing I want to add about the Messi game is I was in a in a bar, uh, a, a a Buffalo Wild Wings with a, with a friend watching the League's Cup final, and there was a UFC fight on at the same time, packed. But the the cheers that came on when Messi scored were. I won't say they were deafening loud, but they were certainly up there. It's and worth, there it's worth it, man. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's it was, worth it was, the money. Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely worth it. Anyway, sorry. Are, I felt like I did want to sort of close sure. the book on that. <laughs> no, I enjoyed the tournament. I think that I, the, yeah. the cool thing about it is a, a, a player making an ungodly amount of money uh, and all the things that had to happen to do it, even, that, even just now, it was worth it. It was worth it, and that's that's the craziest thing, you know. And I, and I understand the 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 stipulations about about travel and and games and legs and everything like that. You know, I will say I will say I, I like the fact that they took the break. I think that helped some teams for recover. Sure. Um, I think you know you talk about the teams that go far. Well, they got a, a run and they got a championship out of it. And we'll I'll be curious to see how that looks as we get to, as we get closer towards the end of the year, how, how things look to some of these teams will to do some of these teams to the teams that maybe had too long of a break, uh, look rusty. Uh, DC got a pretty long break and they did not look good. Uh, I, I have to go back and look at some of the other teams. Uh, and they even got out of a group stage. So there's teams that are chilling even longer. Yeah, I think so. Portland missed and got, you know, waxed by, they missed the group stage and got waxed. So, I mean, there's arguments across the board as to whether the, the break was a good thing, but um, you know, I, I think it's, and I look back, you know, what else are we doing around August? We're, we're covering, you know, a mid midweek, you know, now it's like, we got a break. Now it's like, we're hitting the last stretch. You know, there's yeah. been some changes in teams and teams made some runs into that tournament. Now they have a bit of momentum. It, it adds to an, an interesting thing. So I like the tournament. I loved I thought it. it was good for its flaws. It was good. So yeah, we are, this, this show is on board. We're, yep. we're ready for 2024. Yeah. Awesome. All right, folks, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, again, patreon.com slash RFK refugees. Uh, listen to the show. We're now posting on both the United 96 and RFK refugees podcast. Stay tuned for maybe some updates uh, at the end of the year for that, but nothing right now, but thank you guys so, so much for listening. We'll catch you guys uh, next week. Vamos. Vamos.